Thank you for joining Veranda Bellamy Inspired Youth Success Week, keeping you in the know with Angels, the cool marching. Jekyllin Carr, Young People's Cry. Sit back and enjoy. This generation needs you. God, you said that in the last days, you shall pour your spirit upon all flesh. You said that the young people shall prophesy. And God, the young people need you like never before. For the enemy is on attack. So now, God, I pray against all type of gun violence. I pray against the shooting that's in our schools. I pray against suicidal thoughts. I pray against drugs. I pray against bullying. And I speak over the lives of the young people that they will not fall into the hands of temptation. The young people will get back in place with you. They will hunger for holiness. And the hunger will be so great that it will be unexplainable. In the name of Jesus, God, I declare right now that we, your young people, we will present ourselves as men sacrifices. Our lives are in your hands. We make the choice. We make the vow right now that, God, we will not, we will not give in to peer pressure. We will not give in. God, to suicidal thoughts. We will not give in until what the enemy has to offer. We will not give in until the plans of the enemy. But God, we stand and we say we will be holy. We will keep our bodies pure. We will keep our bodies pure. We'll keep our minds pure. In the name of Jesus, we will not give in to drugs. We will not give in to drinking. We will not give in to smoking, but God, we will stand for holiness. We will stand for what's right. So God, we cry out, purify us, God. Purify us, God. Sanctify us. Cleanse us, God. We want to be holy. We want to be like you, Lord. We want to be like you, Lord. We cry out today. We give ourselves to you.
What's up, guys? I'm Angel, the cool, smart chick, and I would like to welcome you to the first annual Youth Success Week, keeping you in the know on Veronica Bellamy Inspired. I am so excited to be your host this week. We have a loaded week of topics, discussions, guests, and so much more. Trust me, you will feel well prepared for each of your specific journeys by the end of this week. But before I go any further, allow me to share with you a little about myself and why this week is so important to me. First off, I'm a rising senior psychology major at the illustrious Bellman College located in Atlanta, Georgia. I believe in inspiring others to find yourself, love yourself, and be no one else but your best self. Again, I'm Angel, the cool smart chick, and yes, I am her, and she is me. <laughs> but a little about myself. I graduated from high school with honors in 2012, and while in high school, I was the woodwind section leader of our march band. Ha, 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 yeah, I know. I was a band geek, but so what? <laughs> I was a wonderful clarinet player, but anyway. I was also a member of our school's National Honor Society and National Spanish Honor Society. So, yeah, I was pretty legit. <laughs> but here's a little secret about me. Come close. When I was in high school, I had no idea where I wanted to attend college until my senior year. So for those of you that are still struggling, trust me, it's okay. I just always knew that I wanted to help others with developmental disabilities and mental and emotional disorders. So once I was comfortable with this idea, I was like, hey, why not be a psychiatrist? They average about 120K or so a year. I can write prescriptions. Sounds good, right? I never really enjoyed biology, but I think I can be pre-med. It shouldn't be too hard, right? Wrong. <laughs> but fast forward to when I began taking pre-med classes at Spelman, I immediately knew I was in over my head. It was so hard for me to grasp subjects that I honestly didn't have a passion for. So I used to be in class and pay attention for the whole hour and still be like, what in the world is going on? But let's not get it confused. I had a hard time, but I still passed. But anyway, it took two whole years for me to accept the fact that it wasn't for me and that I should solely focus on my passion, psychology. So since this wonderful change, I'm now on the dean's list. Yes, dean's list, shawty and have over a 3.5 GPA in my major. But God, okay. <laughs> now, since this week is dedicated to preparing you all for college life, mm-hmm, which is not all about the turn up, but encompasses many different things, today's topic is relationships. Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> We're not just talking about relationship with Bay and all that. We will get into that too, but we're going to talk about our relationship with God, our family, friends, and how to maintain our old relationships and obtain positive new ones. So now let's talk about my relationships. I was on the struggle bus for a while, but things got better, so I just spilled my tea further. So when I first came to college, Lord knows I needed His grace throughout my entire journey. I always had a very close personal relationship with God. But before this journey, I never knew how much I was going to need him. I needed blessings on blessings and constant prayer for myself and others in order to make it through this journey. Now, I'm not trying to make any of you nervous, 
I'm just saying that this will be a very trying time for everyone. So no matter how good a person looks on the outside, trust me, everyone's fighting their own battles. But a little advice I can give from my experience is simply go to church. Three words, go to church. (laughs) Now, I know that just because a person attends church more than the next person doesn't make them better. You know, we all know some folks like that, right? But I'm just saying it's good to stay connected. It's too easy to forget about God when you have so many other things to worry about, like exams, family, and your social life. We're just trying to stay connected by doing little things like praying and reading the Bible here and there. It's just taking a few hours hours out of your busy week to attend church. What, church is like 11 to 1? No, two hours, that's nothing, okay? So even until this day, when I'm having a hard week and I attend church, I just walk out of there feeling refreshed, especially when I go to church on campus and hear my peers preaching about the same struggles that I'm going through. But you know what? It really doesn't matter who's preaching. God has a word for you. We just have to stay connected to him in order to receive it. Now, as for my relationship with my family, it went well in the beginning, you know. I got numerous phone calls from everyone checking on me, asking me how things were going, whether they were just being nosy or not. <laughs> it was still good to hear from everyone. But listen, y'all, don't be discouraged or sad when the phone calls stop or come less often. I saw this and was like, they all fake. They only called me for the first and next thing stop. But it'll be okay. Trust me, they still care. They just know that you're okay and feel comfortable now. But don't forget, you can always pick up the phone, too. I'm sure they'll always be happy to hear from you. I know every time I call my mom out of you, she's surprised. She thinks I want some money or something. So don't let that be you. <laughs> be sure to call your mama. <laughs> now, with my relationship with my back home or high school friends, and that was a learning experience. Public service announcement. It's okay to lose friends. I learned this for myself. The same people that I used to hang out with and talk to all the time just faded away. My circle was so small, I almost cut myself off. <laughs> I'm just playing. But you know what? The people that God wants to stay in your life will do just that. But be sure to keep the same mind. Hey, I'm not bragging anything, saying I'm going to cut everybody off, but things like that happen. As with friends and everything else, quality over quantity. Just going to this being a genuine person and the right people will gravitate to you. By going into this new environment, though, it's so easy to create a new identity. I'm like, honey, really? Some people come out of high school as a nerd and into college as a pimp named Slickman Bay. <laughs> No, it does not work like that. You can't, no, you can't change it up like that. But, hey, that's another story for another day. But back to the topic. Now about these back-home days and boo things. Mm-hmm. Me, personally, when I went off to college, I was single and ready to mingle. <laughs> but that's not the case for everyone. For my folks that are in these wonderfully committed high school relationships, listen. If it's meant to be, it will be. Don't force it. Just try your best to work through it if you feel like he or she is the one. 
I honestly believe that long-distance relationships can work if both people put in the effort and are mature about the situation. So don't feel like the world is going to end because it's not. Now, for my folks that are looking for a baby in college, okay, so parents, you may want to close your ears right now, okay? And clear my throat, okay. Okay, y'all. STDs, HIV, and babies are very real. We all know that college is a time where everybody is doing everything and it seems like anything goes, but trust me. No matter how big your campus is, people will talk. They will talk, okay? So please, please, please protect yourself and respect yourself. There are many places you can get different types of contraception for the free. So please utilize your resources. Now, I'm not encouraging any negative behavior, but I'm just being realistic. We all have fallen short at some point in time, so let's just focus on being as safe as possible and learn from our mistakes. But here are some statistics from EverydayHealth.com regarding HIV and young people. Okay, so 31% of new cases of HIV are transmitted through heterosexual activity. And 53% of new cases are from male-to-male sexual contact, and 12% of new cases are due to injection drug use. Okay, and as many as 80% of new HIV cases in women are due to heterosexual sex. Okay, and in 2007, almost 7,000 new cases were diagnosed in people younger than 24. 7,000. That's crazy. And according to Stanford University's Sexual Health Peer Resource Center, one in four, not one in a million, one in a thousand, not one in ten either, one in four, one, two, three, four, one of them, okay, one in four college students have an STD. That's crazy. And statistics from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention notes that although people ages 15 to 24 represent only 25% of the sexually active population, they account for more than half of the new STD diagnosis each year. Wow, that's crazy, right? Some of our peers could be walking around with these diseases, okay? All right. (laughs) All right, now, everybody still there? I hope I didn't scare anybody away, but I had to give y'all the real. Okay. Let's move on from this and talk about dating, okay? I love to date. I was like a serial date. <laughs> I'm just playing. But what I'm trying to say is just enjoy yourself, okay? People just have so many rules these days, and I just want to have fun. Ladies, if you meet a nice guy, he wants to take you out, enjoy yourself, but be safe. I used to do this thing where I would always get their uh, first name and last name before going anywhere. And not no nicknames either. How I'm explaining to the police that Peanut and them and kidnapped me. You know who was Peanut, okay? You need the government name. But I used to always get a government name, tag number, and wherever we're going and text it to like a trusted friend or someone that'll look out for you and make sure you're okay. So these days, it'll probably be a good idea to sneak a picture or something of the person because people are too crazy for me. But back to the point. Just take things slow and enjoy yourself. This is for the guys, too. Don't let anybody pressure you into doing or being in a relationship or doing anything that you don't want to do. 
So if they really care about you, they will wait. And let me speak on this one thing, too, that always gets to me. Okay, now, fellas, I'm going to bust y'all out, but this one is for the ladies. Ladies, for all of you that are looking for new days in college, there's this thing called chill. C-H-I-L-L, okay? Now, when a guy says, let's chill or do you want to chill, it has different meanings depending on the person. True, some guys do want to just sit with you and get to know you and order pizza, watch Netflix and all that good stuff. But now, some of these other ones, they want to do everything but that. And I know we've all seen the $200 date topic on Twitter. I'm not saying it has to be all that. But if you feel like your time is worth more than just sitting in some guys you barely know, dorm or apartment, then hey, you have the right to feel that way. Now, when you get to college, you know about the being broke struggle we all go through. So, gentlemen, if you just take a young lady somewhere cheap but still thoughtful and enjoyable, I'm sure it'll be just fine. And if she don't like it, you have my blessing and kick her to the curb because they ain't the type of woman you need in your team anyway. <laughs> okay. Y'all still with me? I know we're all around the world with that portion, but this is some very useful information, okay? Now, we have a very special guest. Sharar, are you there? I am. Great. Welcome to the oh. show, and thank you for coming and talking to us today. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem. So, can you tell our listeners a little about yourself, along with what college you attended and your major? Uh, my name is Sherrod Johnson. Um, I, I'm a recent grad of Shaw University. Um, my major was mass communications, and uh, once again, I graduated in May of this year. And uh, that's pretty much it. There's not too much to know about me. <laughs> okay. So, uh, tell us a little about how you felt when you first went off to college. As a whole or spiritually or just period? As a whole. As a whole for now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, when I first went off to college, honestly speaking, I to be as transparent as possible, I, I Shaw was my second chance. Um, coming out of high school, I was a basketball player, and I, I really only went to school just to play basketball. So, um to be honest, the only reason that I really, really wanted to go to college was to play basketball and to be into the sports. Um, and then when I didn't, when I got some offers from some Division One basketball, some Division One uh, universities and colleges around the country, um, when I didn't qualify for those schools academically, uh, I had no other choice but to go to Shaw. It was either there or go to community college back home. So, um Really, I, I went to Shaw on a prayer and a hope, and, and I didn't visit the school before I went, and I just came down and said, Lord, whatever you want me to do, that's what's going to happen, you know. And uh, I came down here, and five years later, I've graduated and doing pretty well for myself. So That's great. Congratulations. I appreciate so, it. So, as, mm-hmm. so as you've heard countless times, today's topic is about relationships and how we love God over here. So can you tell our listeners about your relationship with God when you first went off to college and throughout your college years? Okay. Um, I've always been in the church. My mother um, raised me in the church. Um, 
and there's you know so I, I've known the Lord all my life. Uh, when I went to when I first went to college, of course, you know I had my moments where I was you know being a typical college freshman and you know I wanted to explore and I was away from home, so I got to do uh, you know I wanted to do things that of course any any 18 year old want to do. And um, when I first got to school. I mean, I always, you know, I had I had the relationship with God, and I loved the church, so I, I tried to quickly find a church home, but I strayed away a couple of times, and um, throughout my years, my relationship only got stronger and stronger because, honestly, I was reared in the church. I was reared. I was reared in uh, spiritually, and, you know, I, I eventually got back to where I was supposed to be. Okay, that's wonderful. So even though you fell short, you came right back. That's good. Absolutely. Okay. Mhm. So now, what about your family? So did being so did being away from home have an impact on your relationship with your family? It did it. It did it. Um, <laughs> my mother and my mother is my best friend, and it's been that way. You know, she's always been my number one supporter. She's been there for me through everything, even through my mess ups. So. Um, yeah, my, my, me going to college never affected my relationship with my family. It actually made us closer. And, you know, mm-hmm. so, absolutely. That's wonderful. Okay. So now for your childhood and high school friends. So how were those relationships when you went off to college and what were some things you did to maintain those relationships? Um, interestingly enough. I have two friend, childhood friends that I'm still friends with to this day, and well, that I consider friends to this day. And those are two friends that I, one I met when I was in eighth grade. He's my best friend. Then another guy that I met when I was in ninth grade. One that's one of my other best friends, and um, that's just my brother. You know, my brother from another mother. You know, some of us like to say, but uh, I mm-hmm. just we we just maintained maintained the relationship over the years. And, We've always had each other's backs. Um, and what I really appreciate about my those two friends are they, they're honest with me, whether I like to hear it or not. And those are people that you can really, really call friends. So that's really what has separated these friendships from a lot of other things. Not only have they had my back, but they've always been honest with me if I wanted to hear it or not. So... Okay, so did those two friends, did they attend Shaw with you, or were they um, other places? No, I'm originally from Washington, D.C., so um, both of those friends are actually still, well, one actually ended up moving to Charlotte, North Carolina, and then the other one is still back home in D.C., so we still, uh, one of them is about about to get married in December, and uh, I'll be the best man in that wedding, and, you know, we're still best friends, and we still communicate keep up and when I go home we get up and all that good stuff to this day that's wonderful so you're still able to maintain friendships even though you're away at school that's great absolutely okay now it's time for the real tea okay <laughs> so did you okay. have a girlfriend when you went off to college yeah Fun, uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny um, when I came to college I did have a girlfriend and um we had been together since eighth grade, and so it, it was a pretty long time. We were together for about five years before I went to college, and um, my freshman year, it just 
you know, when you're when you're when you're so used to being around somebody for you know five years, and they're easy, they're easily accessible, and then when they go away to college, you can't see them as as much and as often. It's it's definitely difficult. So that ended up ending um, probably about three months into my college career, but we're still we still talk to this day. We're still cool, and there's no hard feelings there. So um, I've never really asked the guys this question because, you know, guys act all cool and nonchalant about things. But right. how is it making friends from a man's perspective? And, like, what helped you choose the right guys to hang out with or girls, whichever? Uh, from my point of view or from what I would say is uh, I, um, when I went off to college, luckily – I met the first day of school. I met a group of people who were in the church and had a lot in common with me. So we mm-hmm. started going to church together and um, things like that. And we, we were very spiritual. So we started hanging out, uh, you know, going different places. And uh, we, we bonded right from, from the first day of school. And to this day, I'm still friends with some of those people, most all of those people. And um, so it was pretty easy. The Lord, I just believe in divine connection. I think the Lord will connect you in places where you're supposed to be. And uh, he'll put people in your life that are supposed to be in your life. So you don't have to force anything when when something's ordained by God. I mean, it's automatically going to be there, no matter the no matter the situation. So, yeah, he just divinely placed those people in my life. And they're there oh, and they're still there to this day. Okay. All right. That's that divine connection. Okay. So... Going along with that, I'm just going to get in your business one last time, so don't worry. That's so, fine. If you did cool. have a girlfriend or just some um, young lady that you were just hanging out with while you were in school, what helped you choose the right young lady to spend time with? Uh, well, um, me personally, I'm I'm kind of a tough guy to be around <laughs> I mean you, you, for you to keep for you to keep my attention for a extended period of time is, if, if you're if you can do that you're anointed all in itself because I <laughs> you, for you to keep my attention is a tough task but um, honestly if you well, the young lady that I was with throughout most of my college career she uh, she we connected mentally and that's the type of guy that I am. If we, if I can connect with you mentally and on an intellectual level, then you pretty much have me. I mean, everything else will grow, you know. So, uh, yeah, we connected intellectually. We connected mentally. She was spiritual, and um, she loved the Lord. She's actually a pastor's uh, kid. So, yeah, that, that's what really led me to talk to, to the young lady it's because of our connect on the spirit, spiritual level, on the intellectual level, and on the uh, the mind. Mm-hmm. Being able to talk about different things other than, you know, the worldly aspect, but, you know, our career aspirations and our goals and things of that nature. Okay, that's right. So that spiritual connection and that intellectual connection, that's the best thing. Rather than the physical connection, you guys, that will fade away. We need to have something more deep. <laughs> Okay. Absolutely. And do you have any advice or words of wisdom for any of our listeners? Um, I would say if you if you're going off to college, just be yourself, but always stay grounded. Always know that the Lord is with you, and please keep 
the Lord on your side. Make sure that you acknowledge him in everything that you do. Um, don't don't ever count out what God can do. Um, I think the thing that, that I had have done while I was a freshman, I mean, I, I, got, I reared away real quick. I, got, I came back, but I just think that there was more that God could have done for me while I was, you know. But, you know, everything that I went through, I think it, it was a part of his purpose and a part of his plan. So always be yourself and keep God first, and that's, you know, everything else will fall right in place. That's it. Okay. Okay, everyone. Sherrod just dropped some wisdom on me. I would just like to thank you, Sherrod, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come and talk to us. <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate you guys giving me the invitation to be on here. I really appreciate it. No problem. So now if anyone wants to get in contact with you to ask you for advice or any questions, is there an email or anything that they can reach you? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can uh, always email me at SherrodJohnson at gmail.com. And I'm also on all social media outlets. Uh, I am Sherrod J. And uh, I'm pretty responsive. I respond right back. So feel free to hit me up at any time. Okay, that's great. So there you have it, folks. Thank you, Sherrod, and have a blessing. God bless you. Have a good one. Okay, guys, that was wonderful, right? I hope y'all were taking notes. <laughs> Maybe I should have been, too. <laughs> but see, this is the kind of stuff you hear every day on Youth Success Week. We're definitely keeping you in the know. So, Shawar, he told us about it's okay to fall short, and then if you're going to maintain those friendships, that will happen if God wants to. So, if they're the right friends for you, you can always maintain that. And then that divine connection he spoke about, when you go off to school, God will place the right friends in your life. And then when you're looking for a significant other or just someone to hang out with, that spiritual and intellectual connection is what you need. Okay? Okay, guys. Now, we have a very special guest on the show today. Her name is Veronica Bellamy. And she is the creative director and founder of Veronda Bellamy Inspire. So Veronda Bellamy Inspire is a new sought-after online platform that provides content of relevancy. So that's for all listeners to inspire all ages to make sense of living. And Veronda Bellamy Inspire has been graced with the presence of the world-renowned late Dr. Maya Angelou and other dynamic national artists such as speakers, recording artists, attorneys, and community leaders. So Rhonda Bellamy is a devoted wife, an author, speaker, therapist, and visionary. So she is passionate about speaking, about the Holy Spirit, and how insurmountable the Holy Spirit is in our daily lives. Rhonda Bellamy is also the founder and executive director of Bridging the Gap of America Incorporated, which is a 501c3, so it's federally approved, nonprofit that provides mentoring, ethics, and leadership programs throughout North Carolina and Ohio. So during major times, such as students returning to college or during the Christmas holiday, you can find Veronica providing to those less fortunate. Great, right? <laughs> so Veronica served during Steve Harvey's At Like a Success pre-launch at the Neighborhood Awards in Atlanta, Georgia. She has also been trained under the leadership of Lisa Nicole, uh, founder of Motivating the Masses and Actress 
and receive it. Okay? So, without any further ado, please join me in welcoming the powerful inspiration herself, my boss lady, Rhonda Bellamy, as a guest today. Rhonda, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Angel. I am here. Thank you for that. No problem. No problem. So, could you start off by telling everyone what was your majors and what college or colleges did you attend? Absolutely. So, first off, that that bio, that intro is really uh, has me feeling some kind of way. Um, <laughs> it really does. You know, when you hear yourself, um, you know, being explained or you know, just kind of elaborated on. It's just something about that. So it's very humbling is what it is. But um, just a little bit about um, what schools I've attended and my majors and things like that. So, guys, um, I went off to college right out of high school and attended Winston-Salem State University. Shout out to all the Rams, Ram pride up in here, okay? So I went to Winston-Salem State right out of high school my major initially was physical therapy, and that was changed within like the first semester because I quickly realized that was not going to be something I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So my major was actually determined initially by my mother um, and changed later by myself to nursing. And I did okay with the classes, uh, but in College, uh, going off to college was just a really great experience for me in so many ways, and it was a learning experience for me as well. So once I changed my major to nursing, um, was having too much fun in college. So to everyone that's listening, I don't want you to go off to college and and completely forget what you are there for, what your focus should be on. Um, make sure you keep school and education your primary focus and then to try to find a balance between that as well as having a good time because you want to enjoy your college years as well. So I uh, basically ended up finishing up my degree at King's College in Charlotte, North Carolina. I was determined to finish with my peers. Um, my major at King's College was computer applications in which I completed that. While serving at King's College, I or studying at King's College, I um, also was the president of a business fraternity, um, which was a, it's a very interesting story, and I will not bore you with that story right now, but I did serve as the president of a business fraternity for my duration while there at King's College. After that, I kind of went into corporate America, um, did several different types of jobs, and did pretty good um, actually in corporate America and decided that I wanted to basically go back and get a degree in business management. And I did. So I'm working full time. And at some, actually, I believe at some point I was actually working full time and part time. So I was working two jobs. Um, and then I decided I wanted to go back to college. I had this net to um, go ahead and start my own business. And I just wanted to basically learn about business and get a degree in the field of business. So I decided to go back to school while working, taking care of myself and, and all of that that comes along with it, and majored in business management. I went to University of Phoenix because it was just the best option for me. It worked out very well for me. And I finished at University of Phoenix, later went on. Um, and started went on and started up my nonprofit, which is Bridging the Gap of America. 
and which focuses on mentoring, as Angel mentioned in the bio. And uh, basically, time went on, progressed, and I wanted to change majors altogether. I wanted to go into a completely new field. Um, I felt a knack to, you know, really just be able, be in a position where I can really help other people. Um, Corporate America was great. I did great, you know, while I was serving, and, and I learned a lot um, had it not been for corporate America, much of what I do today wouldn't be possible because it took that knowledge and training and experience that I learned during those years to get me to this place. So I decided I wanted to go into counseling. So I went back to school, Walter University, and uh, finished up my master's in uh, mental health counseling. Uh, while at Walden, I served on the Counseling um, Honor Society, and um, obviously I was inducted into that honor society as well. And guys, it's just the rest is history, and, and that's pretty much my background in terms of college and my majors and things of that nature. Um, so when you are in school and trying to decide what your major will be, one thing that really helped me was getting focused on what it is that I felt was right for me to do, what I knew was right for me to do, what made sense for me to do, not what someone else told me to do, but what, where my strengths lied, essentially. So I had to determine where my strengths were um, and what I had to bring to other people and, you know, that sort of thing. So just sitting down and figuring out that equation helped me to get to where I am today. That's wonderful. So you had a little story going along with Sarah. So that's good. That's you letting everyone know that everything is not perfect, and eventually, what God has for you will be for you. Okay. So when you uh, began college, well, when you were going off to college, what were uh, some things that were going through your head? When I first went off to college, initially my thought was, "Yes, I'm leaving home." That was my initial thought. And then my second thought was, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to really know anyone here. So I was a bit afraid, um, intimidated. It was very intimidating um, going up. And usually as a freshman, you go up a couple of weeks or a week or so before um, everyone else comes back. And so going back on campus or going to campus and, and just being integrated into this whole new world of living, this whole new life, was really just very interesting, um, scary at the same time. For me, when I went off to Winston-Salem, I was placed in the dorm with the upperclassmen, so I wasn't in the freshman dorm, which meant I had to spend time and get to know people that's been on the campus for some years and um, really try to find my place and my voice in all of that. And that was a bit challenging, um, per se, because I really didn't know anyone. And when you go off to college, you really don't know who you are. And you don't, when you leave home going to college, you think you know who you are. And it's not until you get to college and you get around other people where you're like, okay, where is my voice at in all of this? And so um, I had to really find my voice um, and who I was in, you know, all of the transitioning. Um, Eventually, the fear subsided. I was able to, you know, get to know my roommate, the people on the floor, and we actually are still really cool to this day. Um, so you you develop a sisterhood or a brotherhood with those that you're living in the dorms with. And um, really just you have to, you know, be able to find your voice in just transitioning from high school into college. It's not hard to do, and um, you just got to be true to who you are. 
That's very important to find your voice. That is something we all struggle with. I'm pretty sure even adults. But for a high school student going into college life, that is a struggle. I know from experience. But so moving on, so what about your relationship with God when you went off to college? I'm sure I know most of us have grown up in the church, I myself included. So when you went off to college, how was your relationship with God? When I went off to college, my relationship with God was nothing like it is right now. I've always been a Christian. Well, I can't say always, um, but at the age of 13, my grandmother and my mom made me go up to the front of the church to give my life to Christ. And back then, you know, or anyone 13 years old, you really don't know what you're doing, um, per se. Only The only thing you know is that your parents are telling you to do it, and you do it. And so my grandmother used to always say to me, you know, now your sins are on you, girl. You better get your life together. And basically what she was saying to me was, you have to be responsible for your decisions going forward. So you carry your own sins at this point. And so just that understanding, you know, that I got from her, from my mom and, and being in church, I wasn't always in church just to, you know, be clear about that. I wasn't always in church, but, um, God was always discussed within our home. Um, I remember, you know, watching my grandmother sit up on the bed and and read her big old white Bible at night. Every single night she was reading her Bible and she made me learn um, the 23rd Psalms and she would make me recite it back to her. So God has always been a present force in my life Um, going off to college. And, you know, as you get older and things like that, um, you just kind of fall into the mold of society and what your peers are doing. And that's kind of where I was when I went off to, went off to college. Um, I wasn't so much, you know, focused on being in church every Sunday. And um, although I did pray, um, I journaled all the time. I've always been a journal, a journaler, or I've always journaled (laughs) for my whole life. Um, Since I've been able to write, I've always been a writer. And so I recall um, just writing letters to God. I would write letters about little relationships. I would write letters about something I was upset about. You know, I've always been a writer. And so that was an outlet and something very personal between me and God. That was our way of communicating with each other. And um, I've also been, always been pretty philosophical. For some people, my family that knows me, they will tell me to sit down somewhere real quick. And, um, but for you that's listening now, um, I've always been very philosophical, very um, in tune with my spirituality. And so in college, I had a ball. Can't put it any other way. I had too much fun in college. And I did not take God as seriously as I should have during my early years in college. And so um, as time progressed, I later learned that I had to really put God first in everything that I do. And I started doing that no matter what was going on around me. I still kept myself centered in that relationship with God. I recall a dream that I had when I was about 18, 19 years old, which would have put me at being what, like a sophomore in college at that point, I had a dream, and in the dream, it was a flood that occurred in Ansonville, North Carolina, which is where I grew up at. 
Um, and so there was a flood there. And Anthonville is not a very big town. It's very small, actually. Um, and you can save those jokes for later. But anyway, there was a flood there. And, and, the, and the flood water was like this crystal blue. Um, I recall telling the story about three months ago, actually, to um, a Christian broadcasting TV station. And I really hadn't shared the story with anyone because it's something that's very dear to my heart because I remember the dream to this very day. Nevertheless... The flood was there, and my cousin and myself floated on top of the water, and the flood floated us over to the city that, or the, not the city, but the street that we lived on. And when we got to that street, the water kind of parted, like it just kind of separated, and it led us down kind of like an escalator. So we got down. And my cousin Angie, she took off running. Shout out to Angie. You know you're a scary cat, or not, maybe not so much, but you were in that dream. She took off running, and um, I recall stopping when I got down on the street, and I turned, for some reason, I turned around, and I looked back, and I saw this small light, very, very tiny light. As the light got to me, it got bigger and bigger. I was sitting there thinking, like, what is this light? Why is that light here? And as it got to me, it got larger and larger, and I knew it was God that had come come to me in a dream. And um, I just fell down, and I started worshiping God. And that dream was very, very, very pivotal for me because it's something I've always remembered, something I've always carried with me, and I just really started telling people about this dream. Um, I also remember a dream I had when I was about maybe six or seven years old. I was living in Maryland at this time, and I dreamt of the Battle of the Armageddon, but I'm not going to tell that full dream. So God has always been a constant force in my life, and as I got older, I became I began to know more about him. I began to seek after him and he the Holy Spirit has been my guiding force even when I didn't know who the Holy Spirit was. And for everyone that's listening, um, when you become a believer, you're given the gift of the Holy Spirit to dwell within you, to lead you, to guide you, and protect you along this mirage of life. And so I'm gonna encourage you all to lead and lean on that voice of reasoning, that um, consciousness, some may call them. Um, when you're in those challenging situations, always learn to trust that leading, that whatever, whatever, whatever he's telling you to do, whatever you're being led not to do, trust it, especially when you're in college, because you're in college to make a difference. You're there to get an education. You're not there to turn up and and have a good time and not do absolutely anything with your life you're there to come out with um with something to give and and share with other people to create the rest of your life this is the starting point for the rest of your life so you have to take it serious and and make good on your investment you you're getting these you know these student loans for people that have to get them and you're gonna have to pay them back okay so you want to um, take it seriously so that you can get a good job or create a great career so that you can pay these back and not be meshed in student loans and not be able to live a life at the same time and all of this ties back into your relationship with God um, because he will not lead you the wrong way he will not um, lead you astray for you to not um, be able to create the life that you really want. All you have to do is just listen to him. That's right. That is very, very true. So 
we all need to work on letting the Holy Spirit guide us because I know sometimes you hear that in the back of your head and it's telling you the right thing to do, but you really don't want to do it. That's the Holy Spirit. That's true. Okay, so let's talk about your family when you uh, went off to college. So how was your relationship with your family when you um, decided to leave? So the relationship with my family was great. Um, we, my family and myself, we are, we are, we are pretty much all we have, and we are con- completely content with that. Um, and so when I went off to college, uh, it was it was challenging for me in some ways because I missed them. And then in more ways, <laughs> it didn't matter because I knew they were going to be there. And I was off in this new big old city having a good time. So I really, I missed them, but I didn't. I knew that I could always reach back out and connect with them at any time. And it would be like we never skipped a beat. Um, and so, but then for some, not necessarily just family, but some relationships I had, um, friends and, you know, extended family, those relationships did demise because, you know, a lot of times people don't understand why you're doing what you're doing, or people may begin to think, oh, she thinks she better than she is type of thing. Um, and so for those that had that mindset, those relationships did end. Um, and as time went on, initially when it happened, you know, I didn't understand it. But as time has it has gone on and I've gotten older and I've become more wiser and mature, I now understand that, you know, any relationship that's supposed to stand the test of time, it will. Any relationship that you have is going to that's supposed to be there for with you for the rest of your life. Those relationships will sustain any challenges, any distance, any mileage any type of anything, it, it, it will definitely stand the test of time. And you just have to learn, you know, which, what type of relationship you have with people. And I promise you, time will let you know whenever you're in doubt and you're questioning where this person stands in your life, give it time because time will be the answer. That's so true. Every relationship that God wants you to have will stand the test of time. I know a lot of people need to hear that message. But since you talked about um, some other relationships with, like, your back-home friends, so tell us for the ones that, you know, you decided to keep. So how were you able to maintain those relationships? So I was able to maintain relationships with those that I really wanted to by back in the day, and, and not that I'm that much older than you guys, okay? But back in the day, um, we used to have, you know, the house phones, and but the dorm phones did not have long-distance calling on them. So if you went off to a different city, which most of you will, um, and for me, it was difficult for me to call back home unless I had, like, a calling card. So I would have to use my calling card to call back home and talk to my peeps or whatever. Um, and then, of course, you can always go out, went back home, just, you know, just back home to visit as well. So those were the two main ways that I kept in contact with everyone. Um, um, I would go and visit my other friends that were on different campuses at different universities. I would go and stay with them sometimes. So um, those are just ways to 
stay um, in connection with those friends that you have that, you know, you're wanting to stay in relationship with, just keep the lines of communication open. It's so much easier now because you have outlets and medias like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, emails, cell phones with unlimited calling and texting and Snapchat and all these ways of communicating with other people that was not available when I went off. So if I was able to maintain the the relationships that I need and still exist to this day with very limited support, then I know you can. And you do that by just staying in communication with them. Um, You want to also make time for yourself to get to know some new people because, again, you're going to be on this campus. It's going to be thousands of people um, that you've never met before, depending on where you go. And um, you're going to have to be able to discern which friendships do you want. Do you want to be friends with that person that you don't feel so fuzzy about, you know, you don't get the good vibes from? Do you want to be friends with that person? Do you want to give them a shot? Or do you want to just nip it in the bud right off the bat? I will tell you this, whenever you get around someone and you get a negative vibe from, listen to it. Don't make the make don't make that relationship um work. Don't force the friendship. Listen to that intuition. Listen to the Holy Spirit, if you will. As he's guiding you to let you know, he's warning you, there's something about this person that's not going to be very good for you. So you just need to kind of listen to that. And then you're going to meet people on the other side that's going to be, you just mesh and you hit it off like right out, right out of the park, like right out the gate. You just really connect with that person. And those are friends that may be with you through the duration of school, through your school years. Um, and then something may happen and, you know, That friendship is done not because of something negative, but just because life goes on. So as you're transitioning from high school into college, know this is is the beginning of the rest of your life, guys. The first years of your life, up until the 12th grade, you've been kind of molded and shaped and guided and taught you know, by your by your family, by your parents, by your aunts, by your uncles, by your cousins, by your friends, you know, your pastors. You've been being equipped for the rest of your life. So when you go off to college, you want to take that bag of, of tools and resources that has already been taught to you, take those with you into college so that you're able to make the best decisions and you can create the life that you really want. It's kind of like a house, you know, you have your foundation already laid for you when you leave home. So when you go off to college, you're going to actually start building the house. You're putting up your, um, your, your four by two by fours, you know, to actually build rooms in the house. You're determining the blueprint of really what you want your house to look like. Who will be able to come over to your house? What type of flooring do you want? What type of roof do you want in your house? You know, you're creating the content of the rest of your life um, with what's been laid for you with your foundation from when you were a child. And so um, you really have to just take take that all with you and really decide upon what type of people you want in your life. The real family and friends that's supposed to be there with you, they will stick with you through thick and thin. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. (laughs) Okay, so um, now we're going to get to the juicy stuff, okay? Oh. So did you have a boyfriend when you went off to college? Oh, Lord, here we go, here we go, here we go. Uh, When I went off to college, yes, I did. I had a boyfriend when I went off to college, and it was 
Um, a long distance relationship, actually, for me, um, <laughs> yes, I did have a boyfriend when I went off to college. Okay, so um, were you able to maintain that relationship while you were away? Well, for us, no, we did not maintain a relationship. I was not uh, able to maintain a relationship. I cut the relationship off um, because it was just, you know, it was long distance and it was just hard for me to really be as dedicated as I wanted to be to that relationship. And I knew it wasn't fair on the person. It wasn't fair, you know, for me. And I felt kind of torn. So the best thing to do was to cut the relationship off. Um, and that's pretty much, you know, what I decided to do because I wanted to be free. I wanted to have fun. I didn't want um, anyone kind of holding me back from having fun or feeling guilt because I was tied down in a relationship that um, really, to me at that time, it just wasn't worth even giving any more of my energy to. So the relationship did not last, and it was because of the distance. And uh, not only just the distance, but because me, just I just didn't want to be in some type of committed relationship, honestly. I just wanted to be free. <laughs> and that's to put yeah. it nicely. Okay. <laughs> okay, so where if you were, you know, a, it was a bunch of new guys on campus, I know, when you first get to college. So what were some things that you did to, you know, weed out the bad ones and choose the right guy worth your time if it was for a boyfriend or just somebody you wanted to hang out with? So to weed out the good from the bad, oh, my gosh, these are very difficult questions for me <laughs> because... My turn up was real, guys, okay? But to weed out the good from the bad, ultimately, you know, I can I can relate this to um, really, ladies and gentlemen, you want to be in relationship with or friendship with someone that kind of, that, that has those characteristics that your family always told you about. So, you know, someone that loving, someone that's loyal, someone that's going to put you on a pedestal, someone that's going to be able to, you know, not necessarily take care of you because when you go off to college, everybody's going to be going to be broke. So don't think that you're going off and you're going to have money coming out of everywhere because you're not. I recall when I went off to college, we used to scrape, to scrape up little, you know, change that we had to buy little things because we just didn't have it, guys going to Family Dollar to pick up little um, odds and ends in terms of, like, oodles and noodles and bread. And, like, our biggest meal that we would make <laughs> in the dorm would be oodles and noodles with a piece of – a slice of bread with butter on it. And that was, like, the best meal, okay? It didn't get no better than oodles and noodles with toasted bread and butter. So – yeah, it's real when you go off to college because you're not, most people don't work when they go off to college. I didn't work when I went off to college, so I solely relied on my parents. And so when I wasn't wise with my money and didn't save and all of that stuff, which, you know, you absolutely can do, um, it, it, it just makes for an even more difficult ride. So don't think that it's, you know, anything taboo um, that you don't have thousands of dollars in your account because everyone goes through this, okay? But, um, and that's just a little bit of information for you, but 
how did how was I able to you know really determine the good from the bad? Was it was easy for me. Um, and like you said, yes, it was a bunch of fine men. Okay, up in there, up in there. Um, so determining the good was like I said, just reflecting on the things that my family taught me and. Um, those qualities that would stand the test of time, the, the qualities that would make God proud and the qualities, basically whatever whatever qualities a person possesses, if they can make God proud, they're going to make you proud. They're going to satisfy you. So really when you're dating and you're going from high school into college and some people are blessed to be able to be with that person that's dedicated to them and they want to see the relationship stand, they, they want to, they want it to work. If you want something to work bad enough, it will work. If you don't, then it's not. So really, you just have to be honest with yourself. And um, ultimately, no matter, even if you're not in a relationship with anyone, just make sure that you're picking people that carry those positive characteristics that will keep you out of trouble, that will keep your heart from being hurt. Um, and, you know, that's albeit with boyfriends as well as girlfriends. You know, it, it goes both ways, guys. It really does. And just being true to who you are, that's the whole theme of any relationship you have. You have to be um, authentic to yourself, be authentic in your interactions, know who you are. And determining who you are is really just as simple as taking a piece of paper and writing down those things like your strengths and your weaknesses, knowing what, where they lie, knowing the things that make you happy, knowing, um, identifying exactly what God wants you to do or what it is that you feel led to do. And that's just journaling. If you don't know, write a letter to God. Dear God, help me to identify what it is that you want me to do. What is my purpose? Because everyone that's listening right now, each and every last single one of you, you have a purpose. You are not put here on this earth by happenstance, you have a purpose. And it's just as clear as you getting down and, and getting straight up with God and just asking him, what am I put here for? No matter how crazy it sounds, um, you know, trust the discernment, trust what, what you're being led to do and follow it with everything you got in it. You run like Forrest Gump, you take off and you run and you don't stop until you get there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, we talked about uh, finding the right guys, choosing the right guys. So what about finding and choosing the right friends? So what what are some things that you did to choose the right friends um, for you in college? So choosing the right friends for me basically came down to you know. Again, talking about the, the power of discernment and the Holy Spirit. So if you're around a person and you're getting bad vibes, trust that vibe. Let the person go. Don't even pursue the relationship anymore, the friendship anymore. Let it go because in the end, it's not going to be something positive for you. It's probably You'll probably end up being hurt by it. And that's happened to me several times before. I did not listen. I really liked the person. I wanted us to be cool or whatever the case is um, and forced it to be. And ultimately, God's wisdom stood the test of time. And it, it came out to be something that was not the best for me. So when I was choosing friends in college, I would always just lean on that that discernment there, whatever um like you, you don't want to be known as a thought. 
guys, most guys don't want a thought. When you're in college, it's a whole new level of living. It's a whole new way um, for people to, you know, see who you are. You don't want to be known as that girl that's just, you know, free and just free. Okay. You don't want to be that chick and you don't want to hang around really that chick. You may want to, you know, if you meet someone like that, provide them with some type of positive, you know, encouragement, um, and, and really just kind of let them do what they do. And don't you become that person. Don't let it rub off, rub off on you. So you want to make sure that you are surrounded by people that will be able to uplift you people that will be able to, I remember my, my friend, um, in college and we're still cool to this day. And she would come to me and she would say, Rhonda, don't you have class? Isn't it time for class? Like she, she would always hold me accountable because my turn up was real guys. I, I can't sugarcoat it enough. I, I, I cannot, um, say it enough. My turn up was very real. And, um, I was thankful to have people like my old room, my old roommate to kind of keep me grounded um, as I navigated through college life. You want to keep people like that around you so that you um, can stay focused and stay centered on what you're there for. Um, remember, always your first priority is to get your education, to walk off the stage in four years, if not sooner, with a degree in hand. And if you can do honors and all of those things and become a part of different um, organizations or um, different um, programs on a community within a community or within your college certainly do so um if you can get on board whatever you can do to enhance what you are trying to accomplish now is the time for you to do that like everything that you would like to do or anything that can add any type of positive um reflection upon your character and what it is that you have to offer you want to go after it um in college but and and the only way that you can be successful is by hanging around people that kind of have the same mindset and the same focus while they're there in college anyone that's not like that you really don't need to be associated with those people okay that's great so find the people that's gonna make you grounded and the people that have the right kind of mindset. Okay. So thank you for that. And um, do you have any last advice, any last words that you want to give to the listeners? Yeah. My lasting word to each and every last one of you is that you absolutely can do it. Just like Nike, just do it. That's been my motto for years now. Just do it. And, you know, having the right, make sure that you keep the right people around you. And when I say the right people, we all know at the end of the day, what's good and what's bad. And you want to really keep those good people around you so that you can actually be successful at completing your degree. If you want to go further in your set in your studies, you can absolutely do it. And, you know, don't be intimidated to the point of a nervous breakdown when you go off to school. I've seen it happen. People kind of lose it when they go to college because they don't know what to do with themselves. Um, don't be that person. If you are feeling like you need some help, don't be ashamed or afraid to reach out to other people for help because the help is there. Um, when I went off to Winston, we had our little um, little building like off to the side. I don't know how it is in other campuses, but that was kind of like our medical building and we could go in there and get whatever we needed, you know, 
whatever attention we needed, it was able to be taken care of, like, right there on campus. So you all should have that type of support right there for you. Um, And don't stop. Don't stop. Don't quit. I don't care how challenging it becomes because it, it will absolutely get challenging. Don't stop. You keep going. And like I said, you don't stop until you cross that finish line. And even at the finish line, you're still going to have to keep going from there. So, But you make sure you keep going until you graduate and you have another uh, another roadmap of how you're going to, you know, add to that house foundation that you've already established, how you're going to build even more beyond that particular studies and, and you getting your undergrad degree. So um, in all in everything that you do, guys, keep God first. Find yourself a church. Um, You don't have to be in there every Sunday, but it's not hard to be in there every Sunday because, like Angel said at the top of the show, it's like two hours of, you know, within a week that you have to spend spend time with God. It's not hard to do. And um, just surround yourself with the right people. Keep a positive mindset and keep your focus on your studies. Those are my lasting thoughts, and I, I wish everyone well. And I know that you all can do it. I'll be looking forward to hearing about your successes and everything that's coming um, from you just giving it your 100%, you know, in everything that you're doing while you're in college. Okay, that was great. That was some wonderful advice. And I would just like to thank you, Veronda, for coming on today and just talking to us. And if you have an email or anything that anyone could reach you at for advice or any questions, could you uh, let us know? Yeah, absolutely. If you have any questions, you need some help, um, you need some mentoring, um, if you want to intern, um, definitely email me, info at verondabellamy.com. My interning um, options are very slim. And, um, you know, just email me like a copy of your resume, um, and I'll consider it from there. But if you just have some general questions about whatever, feel free to email me as well at info at verondabellamy.com. Um, and Veranda is spelled V as in Victor, E-R-O-N-D-A-B as in Bravo, E-L-L-A-M as in Mary, Y.com. Um, and that's my website as well, verondabellamy.com. So if you want to see anything that's going on with me, you can check it out there. Um, also, I did not forget about the younger generation, like pre-high school and, and college and all of that stuff. I'm actually launching um, the first edition to my book that's titled um, The Cotton Candy Sparkles. It's a series of books, actually, that's going to be geared for kids between the ages of 7 to 12 years old. Um, really excited about this and what this book will bring to those that um, really, you know, just need some type of inspiration. So if you want a copy of that and you want to get, go ahead and pre-order the copy when it comes out in October, feel free to go on my website and and learn more about it from there as well. Again, the name of the book will be The Cotton Candy Sparkles, and I'm just so excited about that. Okay, that sounds very interesting. Okay, but so we thank you for coming on the show today, Veronda, and I hope you have a great one. Thank you. My pleasure. And Angel, keep up the great work. This is going to be an awesome week. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, guys, that was beautiful. Okay. So, and she has intern positions open. So, if anybody needs any experience, 
You go ahead and step your foot in the door so you can get that experience that you need for college and for your future. So that was great. And so she told us some very valuable information. She told us don't lose sight of God <laughs> while we're out there trying to party and turn up. And then she told us to just let the Holy Spirit guide us, that voice in the back of our head. Yeah, that, the Holy Spirit, okay? And then she told us it's also really important. For those relationships that are supposed to last, they will, okay? So if you lose any people along the way, it's okay, all right? And then she told us to find friends that will keep us grounded, the ones that will keep us on the right path. Okay, so I know those group of girls or boys, whatever, they go to the parties Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and on Sunday, too. Hey, you got to leave them alone, okay, because you, you will need to study, okay? So you need to find the right people that are going to say, hey, maybe we should just study today, okay, instead of going out. So it's okay to miss a party because there will be a thousand, trust me. Before we have a loaded week, so y'all tune in for the rest of the week. And tomorrow we're going to talk about school in general and keeping up those grades. So tune in at 7 p.m. And Wednesday we're going to discuss wellness and being physically, mentally, emotionally, and even spiritually healthy. And Thursday we're going to talk about balancing everything with school, our social life, and if we have a job or other duties. And Friday we're going to wrap it all up and discuss finding ourselves throughout this wonderful journey. So something that I always try to keep in mind whenever I get too anxious about life or just get frustrated with things is it's not about just reaching your goal. You know, y'all want to reach our goals, right? But more importantly, it's about our journey. So just enjoy the journey until you reach that goal that God has for you. And I just want to thank you all for tuning in to the first annual Youth Success Week that's keeping you in the know on Veronica Bellamy Inspire. And tune in tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and get some more valuable information. And, hey, we'll be having guests every day this week, so don't miss it. Tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend and so on. But I truly do thank each and every one of you. And if any listeners have any questions, please feel free to contact the boss lady, Mrs. Veronda Bellamy, at info at verondabellamy.com. And you can either contact me at angel at verondabellamy.com, too. And I'm open to ideas as well. So if any parents or kids have an idea about something they want me to speak on this week, feel free to shoot me an email. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in with me, Angel, the cool, smart chick, this evening. And I'll see you next time. God bless. Thank you for joining Veranda Bellamy Inspired Youth Success Week, keeping you in the know with Angel, the cool, smart chick.